is Michi and Zims. And you're listening to What's Popping, powered by Pop Communications. To follow our popping journey, follow us on Insta at Popcoms and at Michi and Zims. Or go to our website, popcoms.ae, if you want to get serious. Welcome to What's Popping, a podcast about marketing, friendship and entrepreneurship in the UAE. Today, we are joined by serial entrepreneur, psychologist and all-round superwoman, Hiba Balfaki. We met Hiba when she appointed Pop Communications to represent one of her projects, The Smash Room. And Sarah and I have always been blown away by her knowledge and perpetual positivity. Thank you for joining us, Hiba. Is there anything hey, you can't thank you do? Thank you for having me. <laughs> anything I can't do? I, I think that's impossible. We're limitless human beings. We can do anything we want. You know, we just have to believe we can. Wow. <laughs> um, so you refer to yourself as a mind hacker. Can you explain what this mm-hmm. means? Yeah, so pretty much what one reason I call myself a mind hacker is I can get into anybody's brain and reprogram it and change the coding system in the brain to make them more fulfilled, remove bad habits, reduce their anxiety, depression, pretty much transform their life. So if I'm able to enter your subconscious and change it, then I can, I can hack your system. We're good. Oh, okay, that's so interesting. Definitely feel like I need my mind hacked some days. <laughs> You know, we all need our mind hacked. It's it's important because we have codes and all these limiting beliefs from the minute we were born. Actually, mm-hmm. codes are like, what I say. Codes, I know. limiting beliefs is anything that limits us from achieving our full potential. So we have these limiting beliefs in our subconscious mind from the moment we are born because we they can be passed down genetically as well. And then from the age of zero to seven, we're just pretty much being sponges we're absorbing Mm. every piece of information out there without a filter that's the dangerous part Mm. it's not the absorbing part it's without a filter so your mind doesn't know this is limiting this is not limiting this is empowering so it's just taking everything in and if we look around us actually a lot of the time people are driven by fear and anxiety and stress so from the age of zero to seven if we're surrounded by that i can tell you what kind of codes you have in your subconscious mind a lot of that And then we live our whole entire life running on that program, you know, without ever having our iOS up there in our super brain updated. And what I do is pretty much update your software. (laughs) That's very interesting um, because this is a conversation we've had before. And I remember I was just like blown away by whatever it was you were discussing and I was just trying to understand more and just like go in depth into like understanding how um, our limiting beliefs define us. Is it something we have the power to change, which we'll talk about much more later. But right now I wanted to ask, what would you say is the most common psychological roadblock people face when they decide to start their own business? (laughs) The first one that a lot of people is the fear of failure. Mm. Um, they don't start their business True. because they're afraid to fail. And a lot of people will keep that as a block from ever taking any steps in life is fear, which is false evidence appearing real. That's what fear is. It's nothing real. It's all fake. It's all made up in your head. Because yeah. in reality, there's no such thing as failure. It's just lessons learned, you yeah. know, just experience. And I think that's the one thing that stops people from moving forward. But another thing that people maybe don't think is as bad, which, but it is, is achievement phobia, which means the fear of success. 
Mm. A lot of people want success, but they have achievophobia, which means they're afraid to achieve because they have a lot of limiting beliefs around actually achieving. Uh, if you would just ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen if I succeed? You know, people think sometimes that they're going to have more responsibility, more people are going to want money from them. And, you know, if you drop after you succeed, if you drop, the drop is worse. So they have yeah. a lot of these thoughts that come actually that actually stop them from achieving success because they're afraid of success. So I'd say these are the two most common ones. Would, the would first you say, one everybody knows about, the second one people don't know about, yeah. but it's very common. Would you say this is a subconscious thing or do you think people are consciously aware that they have these phobias? Uh, this is definitely, the, the fear, like, it's conscious, but it's unconscious. A lot of people will tell you, like, yeah, I'm afraid to fail, but no one will tell you I'm afraid to succeed because it's counterproductive. You don't yeah. really wake up in the morning and go like, oh, wow, I'm afraid to succeed. But a lot of fear motivates us to avoid pain. Fear helps us avoid pain. So if you wake up every day and you're, you need money to pay for your bills, you're going to do everything that you can to hustle to get there to avoid the pain of being evicted. Right. Yeah. So you don't wake up in the morning and going like, oh, my God, if I made a million dollars, you know, all my second cousins are going to come and want a loan for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's more subconscious. But the thing is, our subconscious mind is what drives us. It's mm -hmm. like that little thing. It's that like little, little voice that we don't know is even there, but it's making us do everything that we do. So the more we are aware of what is hidden, you know, like it's like the iceberg. You only see the tip of the iceberg, but actually yeah. underneath, beneath the iceberg is, is huge. And that's our subconscious mind. This mind that you're thinking with is only 10%. There's 90% hidden underwater. And the more you know what's hidden underwater, the more you can actually resolve it, heal it, and reprogram it. Are you saying we can hack our subconscious? 100%. That's exactly what mind hacking is. We go into the 90%, the subconscious. We find out what's going in the conscious mind and we reprogram it. This is not a thing that's just being discovered, by the way. This has been going on from the beginning of the days of psychology with Carl Jung. You know, he had a theory called the iceberg theory where he would show people how to go into their subconscious mind to release trauma and stress. And we're talking, this is hundreds of years ago. So this has not been... I think that is not known. It's just now with the peak of spirituality and mm. a lot of people are super stressed right now as well. Mm. Things, they're, they're willing to try new things. Mm. You know, they're tr willing to go and venture into things that were taboo before. If we just look at this region, for example, in the Middle East, yeah, some psych therapy and, and being, going to a psychiatrist or psychologist or whatever was taboo until the last three years. Absolutely. You're right. You're right. I've right? Now mental health. Yeah. Mental health is now sort of like, okay, we can talk about mental health. It's, it's in the forefront of the mind, but for years it hasn't. And we're lucky that at this point in time now it's no longer taboo yet. still in a lot of cultures it's still taboo. But when somebody has so much excruciating pain in their life, depression, whatever it might be, right. Yeah. They're going to try things they've never tried before. Being an entrepreneur is really super stressful. Um, and you just mentioned how, uh, like now more than ever, mm -hmm. 
we've never been this much stressed in the history of humanity there's so like everywhere you yeah. look everybody's suffering from some mental um disease anxiety depression would you say as an entrepreneur you need to have a strong spiritual and psychological uh, backbone um is uh for you for you to be an entrepreneur is this something that's important for you to be in touch with your subconscious your thoughts and be able to kind of 100 percent, 100 so i always say that business is 90 percent psychology 10 percent mechanics all right i've been saying this for my business for years i'm like it's all about the mental game because the mechanics how to start a business how to run a business you know you can go on google and find out how to do a feasibility plan you can go on google and get templates about how to send the proposal right but yeah. no one gives you a template or how to get your mindset right because the days you're going to wake up and you're not in a good mood, guess what? Your business is going to be affected. You're the days right. that you're going to get up when you're in a... Everything is amazing during that day. <laughs> so it's actually not the 10%. It's not running the business that's the issue. It's your mentality. It's your psychology. It's how you are in, within you, inside you. And when we look at it from this perspective, a lot of people think it requires discipline you know, you know, to, to run a business or run your mind or whatever. I disagree. Discipline for me comes from a place of pain, right? It's like, yeah. it's very like, you got to get up and you got to do it and you got to push. It requires something called will. A lot of people don't have that will, not because they were not born with it. It's because they were never programmed with will. So no matter how hard you're going to beat up on the will, right? The will is not going to show up because it doesn't exist in your frame wire, in your mainframe. And it, it's counterproductive to keep beating something up. This is why 90% of resolutions fail by the 21st day of January. It's because people depend on will and will is not going to take you anywhere. Mm. So they think if we wake up every single day at whatever time and hit the gym and do this and do that, and put the discipline in, then you know, um, it's going to be a habit. It's not going to turn into a habit at all because 90% 90, 90 of resolutions fail by 21 days. <laughs> and that's not a coincidence. It's because everybody's trying to find that will, that, that push. But if we come from a different place and try to understand and motivate ourselves with love opposed to pain, because will is this, you must do it, you should do it. You know, I would say if people should, 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 you're going to shit all over yourself <laughs> because you're never going to do anything, yeah. right? You're going to shit all over yourself because you're just shitting on you. Why? I like to go from a place of love. Love is different. When I see that I'm doing something to love myself and nurture myself and benefit a bigger cause and contribute to more than myself as a human I'm more driven and motivated to actually go and achieve it, right? How many of you will go up and get up and do something for somebody else? Everybody. You won't let another person down. You know, you guys are best friends. If you guys make a commitment to each other, you know, you're going to do it no matter what. Yeah. So we're already programmed with this. So why not utilize it? So I always like to connect my causes to something. Anything I want to do, I'm going to connect it to a bigger picture that is going to pull me towards what I need to go with ease without me 
needing discipline. It's going to be more of a place of love. Mm-hmm. So I always say, look at it from a perspective. What's going to show you more love? So if you need to get up and go to work out, put your why there. Why do you want to work out? Love yourself. Not because you need to have a fit body or should have a fit body. It's because you want to feel healthy. Feeling healthy is a lot nicer than because I must be fit. I must be fit. Yeah. What kind of right? language would you suggest to use for yourself in this kind of situation? Oh, language. Girl, language <laughs> is super important because our brain is run on language. You know, they yeah. you know, like how computers are run with like binary codes and DOS language and Linux. Our mind, our super brain is run with the language we use. Now, our worst sabotage that we do to ourselves is the language we speak to ourselves. Actually, never speak to other human beings the way we speak to ourselves internally, the way we beat ourselves up. Now, where is this coming from? This is coming from years of conditioning as a child. You know, parenting, and not this parents, you know, but parenting is such a big responsibility and. It's where you make it and break it because you are actually programming another human being and they're going to live the whole rest of their life based on the words you've used with them. So I notice, for example, a lot of parents say things to their kids like, why would you do that? You know, the child doesn't understand why would you do that? He's now taking it like he's weird or there's something wrong with him. The correct language would have been, there is a better way to do this. Let me show you where there's no judgment towards the child. So if we just sit there and reflect about how we were talked to our whole life, our whole childhood, we can actually understand how we're behaving as adults today. If you don't feel good enough, it's because you probably received language like you were kind of weird or not doing the right thing. So parenthood is like this whole other thing that it's such a big responsibility because you really condition the child. But now we can't, so we're like in our thirties, we can't be like, Oh, it's my parents fault. You can't blame them anymore Why? because healing is now your responsibility. Your healing is your responsibility. You ch- have to change the pattern. You have to break the pattern and you break the pattern by reparenting yourself. So mm. when you start to talk to yourself in that way, no, give yourself love, you know, give yourself the, the opportunity to grow. So you would ask yourself exactly that same instead of saying, I'm such an idiot. Why would I do that? You know, you because you're going to repeat the same thing that your parents said to you. You're going to ask yourself, what could have been a better way I handled the situation? Hmm. But we don't do that. And it's a, it's like the gym, right? A lot of people are like, oh, that's hard. Yes, it is hard because it's just like the gym. You don't go one day to the gym and get a six pack. You don't do one day of, of affirmations nicely and then all your traumas are healed. It is constant behavior. It's a constant change. You have to really want to do it. And what better thing to do is I'm going to break a generational uh, you know, pattern. You know, yeah, I'm just going to break this pattern. And what more can motivate you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, now we're going to move on to the topic of entrepreneurship. Um, so you touched on some things um, a few minutes back, but I just wanted to check. Um, do you think there's such a thing as being prepared for entrepreneurship? Prepared for entrepreneurship. You have to be prepared for life because entrepreneurship <laughs> is just like one part of life, right? 
how you do one thing is how you do everything. How you play life is how you're going to play your entrepreneurship. If you're negative Nancy and you worry about everything in your day-to-day life, guess what? That's how you're going to run your business. That's how you're going to run your marriage. That's how you're going to run your friendships. That's how you're going to run your money. It's all interconnected. It's not like each part, like each side of the world, our life has a different set of personalities. No, it's actually, you're going to act exactly the same way. So yes, there is a preparedness for entrepreneurship and it's get your mindset right. If Mm -hmm. anybody can criticize you today and you get butt hurt and offended and want to go curl up and your self-worth shatters, all right, that tells you you have a fundamental issue in your mindset that you need to be prepared because when you get into the entrepreneurship world, there's a lot, whole lot of that. <laughs> a yeah. whole lot of people that are not going to like what you do. They're going to criticize your work. They're going to, you know, say all this kind of stuff to you. Are you going to crumble or are you going to survive? And the only reason um, that, that you're going to crumble is because your mindset game is not right. And the only reason you're going to thrive is because your mindset's right. So yes, there is preparedness, but it's a mental game at the end of the day. Yeah. So anyone who's thinking of starting a business, what would you kind of say for them to prepare? I'd say my favorite question. What is the worst thing that would happen if you have a million dollars in your bank account right now? Oh, I love it. People will say (laughs) that people will say nothing, but then you haven't dug deep enough. Yeah. Because the minute you dig deep enough with the worst thing that can happen if you succeed and you have a million dollars in your bank account, you're going to know your blocks. Because that's what you want to know. You want to know what's going to block you. If you can think it, then it's there. Then the program is there. And then you need to do some inner work to just clear them. And let me tell you one thing. A lot of people think, you know, they need to do 10 years of therapy to clean this stuff. Nah, awareness is the best thing that will give you change. If you want to reprogram something in your subconscious mind, you need to know it exists. You need to have awareness that it's there, right? If you don't know it's there, how are you going to fix it? Mm, True. (laughs) You don't know, you know, so you need to know. So you need to ask yourself these kind of questions to know what's actually blocking you. And if you come to me and you say to me, nothing, I'm going to challenge that. Because even the people who have made millions, you know, had some of these blocks at some point. We are, we have something called collective consciousness. Collective consciousness is something called a belief structure that is held by a greater group of people. And the group is only a hundred people. And once these hundred people have this belief, then it just energetically is in the aura of us. <laughs> so it's in the air, you know? So there's like, I'll give you an example. A lot of people say it's hard to date in Dubai. <laughs> you know, that's a collective consciousness. That is not yeah. The truth. Yeah. Right. But because so many people has, have repeated it, it kind of stay, stays in the stigma in the air. And then a lot of people start to believe it without fact. You know, they just hop off the plane and the first thing they go, oh, yeah, dating in Dubai is hard. Where's your experience? So now more than one person is believing something without even experiencing the belief. Yeah. So that's a collective consciousness. There's collective consciousness about businesses. I'll give you an example. A lot of people say sales is hard. Okay. There's a lot of people that say the economy right now is crashing. Yeah. Yet there's other people thriving in the economy as well. Yeah. But it's like, what is the collective consciousness that can affect you? So there's always going to be something that blocks you or stops you from moving forward. 
the best way to kind of be prepared for entrepreneurship is know what's stopping you. Yeah, and yeah. I think as you mentioned, it all goes back to fear as well. You know, once you start to dig deeper, you're afraid of what you're going to discover. You're afraid of, you know, what if I'm the cause of all these things that are happening to me? There's nobody to blame but myself. Or what if you find out that you really are not capable of doing what you thought you could do? You know, they're just like all this fear, which brings us back yeah. to limiting yeah. beliefs as well, I guess. You see, you said something very good right now. You said blame, right? There's a difference between blame and accountability. Mm. When I say the word, I'm going to hold myself accountable, I'm not blaming myself. Blame comes with shame and it comes with guilt. Mm. These are emotions that will burden you and just bring you down. So you never want to blame yourself for anything. What yourself you want to do is actually take accountability. Mm. You know, and accountability means I see it, I understand it, and I can move on from it with a learning. It's completely different than blame. That's very interesting. So that's another one for language. Yeah. A lot of people go, ah, oh, I, you know, I'm very, I'm, I'm a responsible person. I blame myself. No, never blame yourself. Because every time you blame yourself, you add shame into your consciousness and you also, you, you get guilt into your consciousness. And guilt and shame, by the way, and blame end up getting stored in your body and can create a disease hmm, interesting i was reading something the other day and it said only two percent of women owned businesses break one million usd in revenue um i found this really interesting do you think this is due to limiting beliefs or some social 100 so so yeah two parts of this there's definitely collective consciousness stuff there and limiting beliefs mm. that's one all right because you know, a, a lot of people, it depends on the consciousness and the culture as well, where they're at. Two, I think that's also systemic sexism. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, so it, it's it's twofold. There's a systemic, a systemic uh, sexism and there's the women who have limiting beliefs. I mean, let's not forget, women only had their whole rights in the U.S. about 50 years ago. Mm. So that's one generation ago. So it's really not that far no, back. No, we can all. still feel it, right? <laughs> that, yeah, we still we can still feel it. So that's something that um, we need to kind of be aware of. I think another thing was that when I read that, I also thought about the bias when collecting data. You know, because mm. I feel like data can also be biased at times, and. 100%. I like I don't want to personally believe that only 2% of women owned businesses break 1 million um USD in revenue, you know, because that's not a lot of money. And there are a lot of successful women-owned businesses. So I'm I, I like I'm trying to understand where did they mm. get what, mm -hmm. where did they get this data? What was their sample like, you know? Who 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 created the I agree. I agree. I actually don't like to believe a lot of the stuff I see outside. I always I have uh, this rule. It's actually by the Buddha. And the Buddha said, if they said it, if I said it, if anyone said it, don't believe him. Right. Even if I said it. <laughs> right. And what, what, what you need to do is do your own research, do your own and, and feel it. That's how I usually kind of decide whether I believe in something or not. I try to go in inwardly and trust my intuition and ask myself, is that the truth? Do I believe that that's the truth? Right. And if it doesn't sit well with me, then I'm going to just disregard it and be like, that's not my reality. That's not my truth. So 
I am a big believer that we need to do our own research and things and understand it from our perspective anyways. No matter who tells you mm. what, don't believe it. Do your own research. You know that all the media in the world is controlled by 16 billionaires. Yeah. Yeah. 16. That's about like we, we're I don't know how many billion people we are. I think we're about eight billion people and we're being controlled by 16 with the information we're receiving Mostly men is as well. <laughs> all of them men, actually. I don't think there's a woman on that board. I think it's 16 billionaire men and of one um, one race. So that I think they're white men. That's why I think it is. So but I need to fact check myself. But that's the thing I, I believe it is. So, um, yeah. So we're receiving this information from a very small limited amount of pools. So we really need to go out there and do our own work. But you know, I always say it's like the terms and conditions. A lot of people these days doing this whole thing, they just sign the terms and conditions without reading it to their whole life. Yeah. You know, so their source, your source right now is like coronavirus, for example, their sources are like Instagram, you know, or their sources like, I don't know, Facebook or WhatsApp groups, right? Since when did these become our source? And no one is even fact-checking. Everyone's just fast-forwarding and forwarding and spreading the, the news and spreading everything without even fact-checking. Yeah, and we've seen it firsthand how it can just spiral out of control and before you know it... Trump is president. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, when I was in the U.S., uh, I was getting people asking me if... Um, New York has turned its parks into grave sites. I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? And then they sent me like articles being published about this. And I said, are you, this is bullshit. Like I'm here. Like it's not as bad as people are trying to make it. <laughs> yeah. Seem, right. I was going outside and hiking and doing all that kind of stuff all through COVID in the U S and I didn't see what the media was showing about the U S at all. Yeah. It's fear mongering. Right? And I was in the hot spot. I was in New York and then Connecticut. So I was in the hot spot. I was out in the protest as well. It wasn't as bad as what the media was showing. Yeah. Of course. So it's, it's kind of like, like we just have to fact check. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have to make the decision what you want to believe as well. I think yeah. that's a lot easier exactly. for people just Good to, abs- yeah, exactly. Um, so let's discuss the concept of limiting beliefs in details. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me see. Where do we start? Cause this is such a, a huge topic, but Anything that stops you from moving forward, you know, like self-sabotage, let's make it this way, self-sabotage, right? Why do people self-sabotage, right? Why would you wake up and sabotage yourself? That's because you have a programming, a limiting belief in your subconscious mind that is actually being counterproductive towards you. Now, you would think, you know, procrastination, for example, a lot of people are like, um, yeah, I have a problem with procrastination. Guilty. Actually. Yeah, I, really? You got that? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you one question. Oh my god! Follow this for you. <laughs> Let's do this live. You know. So, what is the best thing about procrastination for you? Well, it's just that I get I find myself in the zone just maybe a few days or a few hours before it's due, and I like you know I get this surge and this rush of now all my ideas are coming out after I have procrastinated for around a week or a month. And then it's just like, it's, a, it's the pressure, you know, mm. the pressure. Of, okay. Yeah, now you have yeah. to get everything out and done and done instead of, you know, Beautiful. planning. <laughs> I mean, you just said a hundred percent why everybody procrastinates. 99.999 of people procrastinate for that same reason. You are addicted 
to the adrenaline of stress. Yeah. Basically. Okay. And to be, send you to rehab. Basically, yes, that's exactly. You know, you are addicted to the fight or flight mode. And you said it beautifully because you said, I get a surge. That's your fight mode. Actually, what you're doing is the same surge you would get in front of a lion if it's about to eat you. Oh. You're doing in front of the computer. That's what you've conditioned your body. And you mistake that for adrenaline mm. right now. Okay. And what it puts your body, it puts your body in high stress. And then once you're like in the zone, you're focused, you're sharp. So obviously this is serving you. And then also it feeds your ego because what one person could have done for a week, you managed to bang out close to deadline in like two hours. Hmm. So that feeds our ego a little bit. Be like, oh, look, I don't even need to do it. Like, I don't need to do it throughout the week, you know, or a week in advance. I'm amazing enough to just kill it two hours before. Yes, you are. And you do it because you're getting all that rush, like as if a lion was in front of you. Now, if you know, if you already felt confident about yourself that you are intelligent and that you are good enough no matter what, you wouldn't need to prove that consistently to yourself. Hmm. So you definitely have a belief in there about worthiness, about being good enough. And I'm going to guess that you're always trying to find the next thing to do and the next thing to do. Oh, next my God. I feel like goal. you've entered her mind. Eva. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's a pattern. And the pattern is just that because you're constantly looking for something to validate you mm -hmm. and it's going to go on and on and the next thing and the next thing and you're going to master it and you're going to lose the next thing and you're going to master it yeah. and you're still going to stay chasing and searching because what you're actually looking for is internal validation that you are enough and worthy hmm. <laughs> that's very interesting so how can yes. how can people like Zainab <laughs> overcome <laughs> limiting beliefs Yes. Yeah, so awareness is key. That's the number one thing that you can do is key mm -hmm. is get awareness. So now she's now aware. Next time she's going to procrastinate, <laughs> she's going to have this thought. Am I really like looking for self-love right now and worthiness? Why am I doing to myself? <laughs> the minute we can start questioning why we do what we do, we already change the behavior because now this is new. Now you guys are like probably 27. You've been 27 years doing all this, the same behavior. And now tomorrow you bring a new code or a new behavior into the code. You're automatically changing the code. So that's already the first step. Awareness will change the code. Mm -hmm. Now, we need to heal the inner child because when somebody's telling me they, they need to keep proving that they're worthy by doing more and more and more and more and more is never enough. I know that there's an inner child in there yeah. that never felt good enough. Mm. And that could come from very harsh parents who felt like nothing is ever good enough. Yeah. Or it came from like parents who don't see what you were doing or you had like maybe a lot of siblings or whatever. And the attention wasn't being given to you. So that inner child is still doing stuff today to make sure that it is seen. It is important. Yeah. So we need what we would need to do is kind of go into do inner child work. It's to kind of ask the child, what is it that you need right now? We all have that inner child within us. You know, if, if you always want to play and you feel like any sort of commitment is going to take away from fun time, 
that's when you know that your inner child is running, you know, running this game for you. You know, you're like, you know, I worked for two days. I need fun time, right? That's the inner child, like, going, I want freedom. <laughs> screaming, you know, I don't want to study, mama. You know, that's what, what it is, you know? So, and we have to kind of be aware of these behaviors and what makes us do what we do so that we can actually reparent ourselves you know mm -hmm. this is where you go like you know you know you're okay we're free anyways you don't you don't need to make sure you go and go crazy for two days and then study for seven days you know you don't need to do this pattern anymore yeah you know you are free right now so it's all about reparenting yourself and going inside and reflecting how do you reflect journaling Mm -hmm. spending some time meditating mm -hmm. you can even do different kind of modalities like reiki healing like theta healing like mind hacking so many there's so many uh modalities out there that can help somebody uh with with inner child healings like it's everything and it could be as simple as journaling just waking up every day and asking yourself what does the child within me need mm. yeah interesting, interesting. because it's acting out because it, a, a need wasn't fulfilled when it was a child between the ages zero to seven. And it's still acting out today. You know, people call it the Peter Pan syndrome for a lot of men. Yeah. They're like, oh, they just have the Peter Pan syndrome. I'm like, no, they just have an unhealed child within. Ah. Okay. And you said um, this all starts with awareness. But what would you yeah. say to somebody who's not even aware of, you know, if, they're not even aware what they're doing. So how do they, how would they even start like unraveling that? I would say, look at the area of your life that is not going the way you want it to go. All right. We all have that one area that is not going the way we want it to go. Even sometimes you'd put all the effort in there and it's still not going the way you want it to go. If it's not going the way you want it to go, there are blocks. There are, and blocks mean limiting beliefs or means codes. There's something there that's not going right. And ask yourself, always the opposite question, not what's the worst thing if I fail? What is the worst thing if this area of my life succeeds? For example, if you're broke, if you don't have money, right? And you are wondering, okay, I, I'm doing everything that I can do, right? to pay off my debt, but I'm still in debt. So the question would a you'd ask yourself is, what's the worst thing that would happen if I am debt free? Interesting. And people are like, nothing, this is amazing. No, dig deeper. Yeah, some maybe something will have to leave. You know, you might have to make some sacrifices yes. that you're afraid to make yes. and things like that. Yeah, and, and some people will be like, I'll be bored. <laughs> if I don't have debt, I'll be bored because debt makes me hustle and hustle keeps me like on my toes all I the guess time. It, and instead, again, that adrenaline. Yeah, rush, it goes back to having you know, that. Pressure. And then you feel exactly. And then you feel worthy because you're coming up with innovative solutions to pay your debt. So it's never the problem you think he is. Actually, most problems go down to two core beliefs. All right, here they go, guys. I'm not good enough and I'm unloved. Hmm most most problems in, in the world will go down to these core beliefs i'm not good enough and i am unloved yeah if i ever do a session on a person on the first time they'll come to me with any problem and i'll be like can i clear up some codes for you first before i go into that problem and usually i just clear those it will clear the problem a lot of people have never felt unconditional love love without conditions you know they don't even know what that is because their whole life, love was being conditioned when you get the good grades, 
mm-hmm. when you get, you know, the, the medal. When people tell me you're good, you know, like love came when something happened. They saw it with parents. Yeah. Mom and dad loved each other, you know, only when something happened. Right. And, you know, so it's all this conditioning. So you've actually never experienced your birthright of unconditional love. Yeah. And you spend your whole life trying to do things, conditions to get unconditional love. But if everybody is on the same programming, doing things to get unconditional like love, we're never going to hit it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're never going to we're never going to come face to face because it's love with conditions, you know, like I'll love them when they do this for me. Mm. It, or I'll love them when they change this behavior. That's transaction. That's not love. Yeah. You know, real love is I will love you unconditionally as you are. True. Hmm. (laughs) And because we've never received it as children, we were never loved as you are. It was as what you were going to become. We are spending our whole life focusing on what we can become. And when we become it, we look for the next thing we can become. And we're just lost in this cycle. That's for unconditional love. And the core of it is not feeling good enough. Yeah. The lack of worthiness. Yeah. Okay. So you're also a huge fan of manifesting. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> can you share some examples of this and how it's helped you? Okay. So manifesting, let's demystify it. A lot of people think m- manifesting is uh, mystical and man- yeah. magical. Yeah. It has it's a lot of thing that is like, bad. yeah, like, I you know, yeah, I'm going to get my wand out and I'm going <laughs> to manifest something. Actually, we are all master manifestors, but you've just mastered manifesting crap. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you an example. (laughs) You get up in the morning and you're just like, oh, my God, I'm going to be late for work. Get out of the car. There's traffic. Oh, and guess what? Now you're late for work. You just manifested that. Congratulations. (laughs) Right. Another example would be like, oh, my God, I don't want my boss to see me when I walk into the office late today. 365 days. He's always walked in at 10 o'clock, right? He's always late. And that's the one day you walk in at 9.50 and he was already in the office at nine. (laughs) So you manifested that. You manifested him to see you by saying, I don't want that to happen. So we are master manifestors. We're, We're super good manifestors. The only thing is we've been focusing on manifesting crap. So now we just have to change that. The one thing a lot of people don't know is that the subconscious mind or the universe or whatever does not register the word don't. So I don't want to be late. The universe hears it as I want to be late. Interesting. I don't want to be in debt. The universe hears it. I want to be in debt. And that's where we were talking about earlier, the power of language. Yeah. Don't is, is not a word that is registered in the subconscious mind or in the universe. So when you ask, you must ask positively mm-hmm. and ask from a place of have, not want. Yeah. So I have a brand new car. Not I want a brand new car. Because if you want a brand new car, the universe only says yes. And it will keep you wanting to have a brand new car instead of having 
<laughs> exactly. So a lot of people are manifesting by using the words I want, right? Or I don't want, which doesn't doesn't get processed, right? Yeah. I the, if we just think of yes as a a rule that the universe always says yes, then I need to be very very specific on what I'm asking for. When I say I have a car, that's still not enough. That's not a very specific statement. A car could, I can get you Hot Wheels. That's a car. <laughs> you know, I can get you, that's a car. Right? Yeah. So we have to be very specific on what we ask the universe for. So you would have to say, I want like an R-A-O-D black color with blue interior, 2020 model paid in cash. Wow. So is that the car you, you want? Know, very <laughs> That is, that is the car I want, <laughs> you know? So that, you have to be very specific. Actually, I can get even more specific. I know the engine type. I know what kind of leather seats I want specifically. So you just speak about it like you already have it. Yeah. And for anyone wanting uh, I, to practice yeah. like manifesting, what would you say to Start them? Start with baby stuff. Like every day or stuff. how often? Yes, yeah. yes. Just play with it. A lot of people take this shit too seriously. Yeah. You know, and for me, it's like, just play be a child again, you know, and, and be adventurous. So for example, I would go like, you know, today, universe, show me. So I just give a command. You see, it's a command. It's no longer like, please, blah, blah, blah. A lot of people have, I need to beg for it. That's belief structures around God. Mm -hmm. The universe doesn't need that. All you need to say is show me. So I would say, show me the money. something <laughs> like an elephant that is like a unicorn. I want to see a unicorn elephant. You know, something random, absolutely random like that. You know, I'd be like, please show me uh, a unicorn, an elephant that looks like a unicorn. Let play this way. Do something today. Ask for something ridiculous on this podcast. Ask to see something like that. I promise you in 24 to 48 hours, you will see it. Where? <laughs> Pick. Just, just, you don't know. You know, I'll tell you a funny story. I once asked um, to see, I wanted to see a Lamborghini that was zebra like zebra um, colored Lamborghini. I was very specific. Two days ago, somebody randomly sent me a meme ah. that had a Lamborghini that was um, a zebra color. Mm, interesting. So the universe will play as long as you're willing to play with it. Now, a lot of people, the only reason why these manifest faster than an R8 is I don't have any attachment towards it yeah whether i see it or i don't see it i surrender right yeah but when you want something like money or whatever like a car you're like holding on to it so one of the ways to master manifestation is to have detachment so you detach from the outcome and you just let it be and you surrender so guys you pick something randomly right now and, and then maybe you can tell them in the next episode that you saw it <laughs> um zainab what are you thinking i'll let you take this one <laughs> um Oh gosh, I can't think. I'd like to see a puppy. <laughs> okay, a puppy. Be more specific. You know, we have to be very specific. Okay. A what kind of a puppy? A sausage dog puppy. <laughs> a sausage dog puppy. Do you have a specific color you want to see? It? Yeah, like a brown one. <laughs> All right. A brown sausage dog puppy. Yeah. All right. Really small. What about you, Zainab? <laughs> um, I want to see a pink horse. <laughs> A big horse, a pink horse. Yes. Done. I like that one. A pink horse and a small size. All right. Now we set our intentions into the universe. Oh, I'm we trust focused. and believe in 
<laughs> yeah, very animal, animal lovers. Right? Let's go. There we go. And then just let it. It will show up in the next 48 hours. Oh, I hope it shows up at my door. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember during one of our Smasher meetings, you you touched yeah. on manifesting. And it's one of the things that I always take from you is um, the parking fairies. <laughs> Yes, my parking fairy. So every oh time God, I have I to go somewhere, especially like really challenging with parking, I'm like, no, there is a parking space. The parking fairies exactly. have got my back. <laughs> and haven't the parking fairies always got your back? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's like one of like the basic tricks, especially in Dubai, is to always believe that you have parking. Now, you have to, this is the key thing, is believe. Yeah. Believe like a child. It's fake. Right? Without... Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. You just have to believe like there's without reasonable doubt. Like, you know, how many times I've been in, I drive a big red Hummer. Okay. So for <laughs> me to find parking spaces in Dubai is pretty odd. Right. Especially like in Dubai mall, oh, oh. but I always find one and I find it closest to the door and oh. people in the car going, go to valet, go to valet. I'm like, Nope, I'm going to find, no, That's it's the weekend. You're never going to find it. I'm like, Nope. I will. And then like two seconds later, somebody right close to the door, you know, will like pop out and they're like, how? And I'm like, face, <laughs> utter belief that it is going to happen because that's how I program myself right now. That is belief. It's for sure it's going to happen. And then without reasonable doubt, it does happen. Yeah. You have a very interesting approach to money making and manifestation of wealth. Um, I remember the last time we had a session, it was all about money loves me. I love money. Mm -hmm. um, can you share this with our listeners, please? Because I feel like this is something they would um, get a lot of value from. So money is um, everybody like everybody loves money, but they hate money. And it's my it's it's always like mind boggling. So um, everybody wants money, but they don't have a beautiful relationship with money. And it, it's confusing because how would you attract something that you don't utterly love? Now, there's a whole lot of belief structures about money, and, and, and that's the problem. It's, we've been conditioned from a very young age. There's a taboo about money. And people say, you know, money's not the most important thing. Or money, you know, what do you think? Money grows on my trees. You know, a lot of people have this, this negative connotation about money, even about rich people. They'll say things like, oh, rich people are evil and, you know, um, rich people are greedy and selfish. So from a very young age, we're very conditioned to resent money and you have shame around it. Like mm -hmm. you say, I want money or I love money. Yeah. There's like shame towards it. Right. But we have to remember that money is only an energetic vibration. Money and water are exactly the same thing. They're objects. We have just put more meaning into one than the other. Right. So you have a lot more meaning put into money than you have out of any other object. It could be any object, it could be a spoon, it could be whatever. You know, there's just they're objects at the end of the day. They're energetic objects, and we've put more energy into one than the other. Now, the thing is the kind of energy we put into money isn't always positive. A lot of people will be like, oh, I wish to, I, I lived in a life without money. What kind of vibration, if money was a human being, what kind of vibes are you sending money if you're constantly in this pull and push relationship? I hate you, but I love you. I want more of you. I need you, but I but don't, I'm ashamed I don't of you. like you. Yeah, yeah, but I'm ashamed, exactly. 
right? So you're putting money in like this negative vibration towards money, and then you want money to love you and come to you in abundance. It absolutely makes no sense, right? If this was a human being, they would have got you admitted into some psycho, this kind of psycho <laughs> hospital because you sound pretty weird saying all that stuff about money and then wanting a long-term prosperous relationship with it. So we have to change the relationship with money. So one of the things that I started doing is saying I love you about money without shame. Any mm. interview I do, any time I wanted to speak about money, I say I love money. And I, I can't tell you how many people were shocked when I started saying this publicly. Like, <gasps> like, no, you can't say that. I'm like, what do you mean I can't say that? I love money. Of course I love money. You know, I want money to come to me in avalanches of abundance. So I love money and I'm going to give money the vibration it deserves, which is unconditional love. And then I started releasing a lot of the work, a lot of the, the bullshit beliefs about, you know, money is the root of all evil. You know this, right? People have said this, money is the root of all evil, right? If you heard it at any point in your life, this is a code you have, <laughs> you know, this a lot of people have, have a number in their head of how much money they deserve. They have a number in their head. Right. And the minute they hit this number, they have to lose it again and try to make it hmm. because they are not even worth more than that number. Every business has this number as well. The business will hit a number and then something will happen. I call them doodads. What will happen is like things out of nowhere, expenses show up for you to come back and to that threshold that you've given yourself unconsciously hmm. to accept the money. So if you have in your bank account, 50,000 dirhams, whatever, and then suddenly you're going to get a bonus of, you know, another 50,000 dirhams. And then suddenly your water tank breaks, your car needs new wheels, uh, you know, somebody's, your visa needs renewal, blah, blah, blah. Now you're back at 55. So you actually made no money. That's called a vortex, a money sucking vortex that you have subconsciously. That no matter what happens, you're going to hit that number. You're going to go back down because... Within you, you think you're only worthy to have certain amount of money. Hmm. So what would you say to somebody that has a figure in their mind? Are you, ask that same amazing question. What is the worst <laughs> thing that I do if I have more than that number? Yeah. You can do that for your business. The blocks will come out as long as you ask what's the worst thing about a good thing. Because we only keep in our subconscious things that serve us that they it's perceived that it benefits us even if it doesn't benefit us why do people self-sabotage because it helps their ego right mm -hmm. because it, it it helps their their consciousness it does something to benefit you once you know what the bad thing does to benefit you the aha moment can shift it for you yeah True. True. Okay. So um, these have been crazy times for everybody. How have you stayed calm and motivated during this period? Oh, uh, for me, it's like the first thing is I didn't accept that into my reality that this is is a bad time. So for yeah. the minute, so I was actually quarantined outside UAE. I went for a week for holiday, and then I was uh, I was stuck outside, not able to come back to Dubai for four months and people were like oh my god how are you going to survive and i'm like survive i'm going to thrive this is going to be a fun time so the first yeah. thing i did is i made a commitment 
that I'm going to enjoy my time. I'm a very active person. I'm out and about a lot of the time. So I think the universe purposely put me in the US because I don't think I would have survived the quarantine in Dubai being inside the house. Like, cause I'm out all the time. I'm doing things all the time. Um, yeah. So being in the US without all that constraints, I was able to go hiking. I was able to do whatever I wanted to do and, and still exercise and do my thing. But I would say the main thing for me is that I kept going on with my day to day. I didn't make it stop me. Not for a moment though. I was like, oh yes, I accept there's a pandemic. I never said that. I don't never acknowledged it. I said, that's not my reality. My reality is life is still amazing and I'm going to produce and I'm going to spend this next couple of months just working on myself a little bit more, working on my businesses and just enjoying my life. And when I put that intention out, I'm just enjoying my life. That's all I experienced. I, I had the best four months of my life. So I think it's the decision and the intent. A problem mm -hmm. can happen. A situation can happen. One is, do you accept it as your reality? Because you don't have to accept it as your reality. That, that's how we, we start to know the power of our mind. You know, mm -hmm. if I accept into everyone's fear, I'm part of that vortex of negativity. If yeah. I accept that I do not accept it and it won't affect me, then I'm already disassociated with it and I can live life on my own terms. Free will. You know, a lot of people don't practice free will. They submit to the collo uh, collective will. <laughs> And though that I'm, I don't agree with most of the collective will, so I, I submit to my own free will every single time. So that's number one. Number two is you have to do something. You have to make an intention. You know, if we get up to meditate, we set an intention. If we set, wake up in the morning, we need to set an intention. I also like to set intentions for months. So that was one of the things I did. And three, I just acted like everything was normal. <laughs> <laughs> just as simple as that and i know i hear people's realities I, I hear people's story but like i lost my job how can i you know act like nothing is going wrong and i'm like that's a valid question but my question would be for you is what's the best thing that happened about you losing your job and they always say well i hated it well then thank <laughs> the universe for it yeah, right? yeah. If you hated your job and you lost your job beautiful Fresh but now stock. i need to make money exactly now you need to make money so let's work on your money beliefs right and maybe you're supposed to do something this is a destiny this is life is a destiny there's going to be doors and windows across the way if you're going to sit in the middle and just throw yourself a pity party you're not even looking at what doors and windows are around you yeah you know and and that's what a lot of people like they like to sit in the drama they like to talk about yeah. the problem you know, yeah. there's so many opportunities. Like I know for me and my businesses, we hired people through COVID. Uh, I know businesses that gave out bonuses during COVID. So it's where, which reality do you want to stay within? Yeah, so true. Um, I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> exactly. Um, we, we've done an hour already. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's been really great having you on, Hiba. And we'll definitely, so for anyone that wants to get in touch with you, what's the best um, way that they can find out more? So best way is either through my website, which is hibabalfaqeh.com or my Instagram page, which is also hibabalfaqeh. Okay, great. Um, yeah, so anybody that would like to get in touch with Hibba, follow her on Instagram. She does daily um, like tips and tricks, which I find really useful. And her dog, Sage, is really cute. She's um, the star nowadays. How, how was it when you guys got re, re, you reunited? 
I mean, that was my worst part about COVID, not being yeah. with Sage. But, but uh, what do you call re- reunited together was amazing. I mean, uh-huh. she's, she's right now underneath me right now in my in there. You know, Hi, she doesn't Sage. leave me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, I'm, I'm surprised she is quiet through the podcast. Usually she likes to make an appearance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's why we had to come to the office because my dog at home just would bark all the way through a podcast <laughs> oh well well it's been great having you on here but thanks so much thank you for joining thank us you. oh my pleasure good luck with your podcast ladies thank you bye thanks bye